0: What's up, Active Lifers? Welcome back to the Active Life Podcast. I'm Dr. Sean Pastooch. I'm your host. And today's guest is one of my first personal training clients ever. His name is Josh Goodleman. Josh is the president of a marker company that you may have heard of. It's called LiquiMark. You probably have one of their pens, one of their pencils, one of their crayons, or one of their markers. Anyway, I signed Josh up to be a personal training client with me back in 2005, almost 18 years ago. I started working with Josh in the same calendar year that I met my wife. Anyway, Josh and I are still friends and he's still somebody who I'm able to go to and ask questions of as it pertains to the fitness industry, because he is still what I would consider extremely active within it. And he has experienced everything from the group fitness environment to the personal training environment. I thought it would be valuable for me to bring somebody in who I know is articulate about the training experience to be able to share with you what they are looking for when it comes to a personal training session, when it comes to a group training environment, why he pays in excess of $1,000 a month for his health and fitness. And he's been doing it for 17, almost 18 years. Why does he keep doing that? He no longer needs A personal trainer. I assure you of that. So the question is, why do it? And what can you learn from what Josh is about to teach you about why he continues to work with a coach one on one? Let's get you to the interview. No, we're started. We're started. We started. We're We're in the start? I, I hit the record
1: button. Oh. So, so I go to CrossFit. Am I not supposed to? Say, am I not? Supposed uh, you can to- say okay. whatever. I don't you want. want to get not,
0: not CrossFit Total Empowerment. CrossFit. CrossFit Full Motion.
1: Interesting. So, so now CrossFit Full Motion is in existence, and these guys are able to take and girls, some of the trainers and mm-hmm. the guys and girls like are the taking, girls trainer it. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, no, the trainers. Oh, okay. And and. um it's a different world now. Come on. <laughs> so I'm
0: going to get kicked out. Like, no, when we someone's going to cancel. I think when you we,
1: think Sean's going to get canceled? Someone's
0: going to cancel me. I think when we started, the only, the only woman on staff maybe was Chrissy Luna.
1: <clears throat> there I am. Uh, they, we go, they bring clients now to cross, the CrossFit.
0: Okay. Okay. So the trainers who used to be at that club are now taking yep. people to this not all of them, but there's a handful
1: of them who, to me, I think they're the top trainers, right? They're there. They bring their clients there. They still, they also train their clients in their homes. Sometimes they train outside and take them on. Like, you know, there was a point when I was training outside. I mean, there was a point when we went, I, I went with Mike, Mike, who's my trainer. We went to Mike Ryan, uh, gully. Okay. I don't know. We went to, um, we did, we, part of my training set, workout session that day was, we, we did the hike up in Cold Spring Harbor. Okay. Okay. That's a good you, session. I was killer afterwards. My legs were fucking shot. I, I we're fucking shot. Okay. <laughs> so the whole environment changed. So like, you know, I mean, we can talk about, you know, where my, you know, how my fitness perspective has changed as far as what I want, where I work. Here we, here where I came from working out in a club was known for, and correct me if I'm wrong number one fitness club in America, I don't right? Know. Equinox was claimed to be, you know, and it was great. It's immaculate. It's clean. They have great equipment and there's fluffy towels and keel soap and all this shit. Right. And you can go get a massage if you want. I had all these, but who used it? And here I was, you know, when I, and let's back up 17 years ago when I met you mm-hmm. and what was it? What do they call it? You did my Equifit. <laughs> well, I
0: remember I called you. <laughs> you, 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 do you still have that paperwork. <laughs> I wish you, you were a cold call. <clears throat> you were just enrolled in the gym. I got your member profile and I was so green. I was like, I'm going to read every question on this member on this, on this intake to Josh. And one of the questions I remember vividly was, are you, are you, pregnant or may you be pregnant at this time? <laughs> and in 2022, that actually may be a, a more legitimate question, but in 20, in 2005, it certainly wasn't. And you, I remember your answer. You're like, not that I know of. That would be very surprising <laughs> That's an answer to I me. Give. <laughs> and when I, when I met you the first time, I'm like, God, I'm so embarrassed. I asked this guy if he's pregnant, he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna think I'm an idiot. So now you can go back to that.
1: So yeah. So here we are. We did our equal fit. And I joined Equinox. I remember joining. They just opened that club in Great Neck. I was mm-hmm. living in Great Neck. My, we just moved our company out to Hog, And it was going to be a perfect fit for me because the halfway point, I can go to the other clubs in Woodbury and Roslyn or wherever it was on the way home, save myself some time or traffic trying mm-hmm. to get back to Great Neck. But I never worked out with a trainer, and we did our equal fit and then we trained. Now, the first thing, I was thinking about doing this podcast with you, and I was thinking, what did I learn initially from Sean when I first Uh-oh. trained? <laughs> I learned how to do cleans. Okay. Yep, you had me doing cleans. <laughs> I remember doing bar dumbbell. No, not dumb barbell. Barbell cleans. Barbell cleans. And I just remember telling, like, I can't get this fucking right. I'm doing it wrong. I'm doing it wrong. Right. <laughs> But I, I, it, the first thing, one of the first things I learned, because I never did stuff like that, didn't work out. To me, working out at the time before I trained was, oh, you get on the elliptical machine. For, you go to the gym. You get on the elliptical for a half hour, 45 minutes. You sweat. You're good. You go home. You worked out that day, mm-hmm. right? Listen, I was, and, I'm, and this might be totally out of line to say, but I was the fat kid my whole life.
0: Mm-hmm. Why really? would that
1: be out of line to say? I don't know, because in today's world you gotta be careful what you say with everything. No. Okay. I was the fat kid. I'm proud of that because I'm no longer I'm the former fat kid now, mm-hmm. right? So I struggled with my weight my whole life. Okay, I also have this really endearing love for food, as you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good food. Good food, okay. But I didn't know anything about fitness and nutrition. I knew nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And until I met you, I had a better and greater appreciation and understanding of exercise and fitness wasn't just putting my fat ass on a treadmill or, an, or on an elliptical for 45 minutes and calling that a workout
0: mm-hmm.
1: A workout was much more than that. It was more than it was doing not only just trying to do a clean. Mm-hmm. Okay properly with good form and the right weights and you know or and you put little weight i'm like oh i'm gonna look like i'm gonna look like the biggest pussy in this gym right now Mm -hmm. because you got 10 pounds on each side but it wasn't about that it was about doing it right Right. getting the movement right and then learning from also it wasn't just it wasn't just the movements and the workout and lifting the weight and fitness it was also the nutrition piece Mm mm-hmm Okay, and I learned a lot of that. I learned that, and I started to grow this appreciation, which then turned into an obsession.
0: Sure. Well, I think it's. I think what you're describing right now is a testament to uh, just about anything works better than than just hopping on an elliptical, which works better than nothing. Because I had. Very little idea what I was doing. I thought I was really good. I would have told anybody I was. Great. I listen. I told you then you were a good salesman. You're going to be really successful. <laughs> so You had me sold. Like well, yeah, hey,
1: he's a trainer. This well, guy knows well, look doing.
0: at the end of the day, what I what I can hang my hat on to to stay, you know, in 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 the conscious and and aware sphere of what was going on then, is I was at least a chapter ahead of where you were, and so I was able to bring you into that chapter of the book, and then as long as I stayed a chapter ahead everything was sure. going to be fine. Um, but what I really want to get back to where you were going, because you were talking about the best trainers are now at, at this CrossFit gym. I imagine they're renting space there. They're paying. Yeah, they pay, they, they pay
1: <clears throat> I, from what I understand, they're paying a fee. <clears throat> To the CrossFit for each client they they bring in, right? They're, so it's like whatever. It's like walking it. It's like if you walk into a gym and you're not a member, you're paying whatever you're paying twenty bucks or something just to use the gym for the day, or you know. I don't know what they have at the deal exactly right. financially. What they worked <clears> out, but a portion of what I pay, they have to pay to to the gym rent the space or take a client in. Now, are
0: you there when classes are happening?
1: So yeah, so I, I typically train at seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, and. Um, so there's it's we almost like there's a section of the gym that's probably as big as this space here. This room, right? This this area here that's all free weights, and then um, it's it's kind of like an alc like alcove out, separate from the main space where mm-hmm. the CrossFit classes are going on. We have access full carte blanche to using every piece of equipment in the in the in the gym, mm-hmm. um, from rowers to ropes and all everything that they have. Box boxes for box jumps, everything. But we we somewhat stay, you know, using all the free weights, the benches, all is kind of confined to an area like this. And, um, you know, I think there's a class that starts at eight. So, or, you know, it depends on the day, which day I go. Um, you know, and a lot of times there are people there and they're like, you know, they're warm they get there before the class starts, so they're, they're warming up. they're on the rower, they're they there's a tread, they have a peloton tread. people are on. I go on, I go there early before I, my training starts. I'll get there at six thirty and a class is ending, and I'll just jump on the tread to warm up, you know before I go work out.
0: How many days a week are you training though?
1: Ah uh, so last couple of weeks, it's been three, three a week. okay I was nor my normal routine was two a week. Personal training.
0: So you've probably averaged two training sessions a week for the last seventeen years. Probably, yeah, okay. definitely. So, so, so here's a question for you. There
1: was a stint. There just a just yeah. a, there was a small stint after you that I that I like. I didn't train for a while. You mourned. I mourned. I didn't have you. <laughs> I was like you went back to school, you were in like chiropractic school. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, fine. I got to go fight." I mean, this is the who, It's hard
0: to replace. Yeah, exactly. Hard,
1: hard to replace. It took a long time. But, you know, and then I was like, I was putting myself back on that. Oh, let me just put my that all. Oh, I got into cycling and I'm like, I'll just pedal my fat ass on a bike mm-hmm. and, you know, sweat like a pig and that's a workout. And I mm-hmm. always thought that was great, but little did I know and I had friends who were like you need to strength train. You need, to, you know, you're not And I then continue to grow a better appreciation understanding of what I needed to do for fitness.
0: uh, My friend and doctor, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon actually talks about the idea that people, people should stop focusing on weight loss and start focusing on muscle gain because muscle gain will cause weight loss where weight loss will not cause muscle gain. And now you need to sustainably do the things that lost the weight in the first place where the strength does the opposite. Are you paying similar to what you were paying when you were at Equinox for this trainer?
1: Uh no, I'm paying less. Okay, because I'm not paying Equinox.
0: Well, other than that, yeah, I, for, we for just screwed everything. up. No, no, no. The whole world. I'm, I'm talking no. about for the for the no. session. The session, I'm paying less. Do you think that's a mistake on the trainer's part? Um, I don't think
1: so because I, you know, I'd have to believe that they're making more.
0: Sure, sure. I'm sure that they are making more. What I'm getting at is, and maybe, maybe hopefully, I may-
1: think that I, I. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you. I I see where you're going with this. From, I'm going to look at it from a business perspective. Forget that I'm the guy who you know mm-hmm. manufactures school markers. supplies, pens and markers, right? <laughs> so like, my mindset's like, you know, I'm selling a 15 cent pen, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not paying Equinox 125 dollars for a training session for right. an hour, right? So I think that there's definitely a psychology and pricing and marketing of it, right? And when I think the variables of the pandemic causing everybody's life to change and how we're going to figure it out. And the gym closed and, you know, and couldn't go there and people weren't comfortable. And then people were leaving. whatever they had to do with their life. There was an advantage to training, training privately. Once these people, these trainers left corporate Mm -hmm. America, right. Um, To retain their clients and say, Hey, look, I'm going to charge. It's going to cost you less. You're going to get the same out of it. And ultimately they're making more. Mm -hmm. So everybody's happy. Right. Right. So I think that there was somewhat of, I I looked at it as somewhat of, not for me, because I was going to do it either way. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm maybe a little bit different, but you're definitely unique. I am definitely (laughs) unique. I'm very special. (laughs) If in my case, there's the negotiator in me that if I was told that it was going to be the same, I, you know, knowing the business, I'm like, fuck that. I'm not paying the same thing. You're like, you're like, they're not, you know, I would have like totally were, but I didn't have to, but I would have, Mm -hmm. I would have paid it that's what I'm because getting because I'm at the end of the day I'm getting exactly what I had before
0: that's and, and that's that's what I'm speaking to I think yep. that um I think that what, what happens when when the trainer says look I'm we're going to train you over here and it's going to cost you $30 per session less because I'm not paying $50 to the gym so I make $20 more you pay $30 less it's good for everybody I think they misunderstand the value that you're placing on the session that's that's Correct. that's part of my belief I understand and so the reason I wanted to interview you is because I think that you do a really good job of articulating exactly what's on your mind without without like Larry David. You're like Larry David. Less <laughs> hair. Less hair. <laughs> he has more hair than me. But only because I feel like it's only because you don't want to rock the crown of hair. Yeah, no, I don't want to rock that. Yeah. I don't want to. Rock It'd be that. an interesting look though. It would be. Yeah. You got a you got a blade? I don't. Okay. I don't. I go to a barber every week. I
1: know. I watch you on your barber show. I appreciate
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> um so why do you think the trainer feels compelled to reduce the price if it's not what you were looking for as a client? I'm not sure that they reduced the pr- – I'm not – you know, I can't speak
1: on it 100% if this is the way it is for everybody. It is for most. I, I don't know if they felt – I think that – again, I, I think personally in this unique environment that we were in and taking people from an environment of going from uh, the most luxurious gym around mm-hmm. – Okay, where they also paid a member, mind you, paid a membership fee. Right. Okay, I was paying $200 a month, Mm -hmm. then paying for training. Right. So immediately, even if they charge you the same amount per session, it's less money. Exactly. It's less money. Okay. But I think that there was a time... I'm the exception. I'm just trying to talk about the general population of their client base that were uncomfortable. Well, no, but there I were want- so many. Like, I know that some of the things, the challenges these trainers face. Like, some of these people didn't want to go back to a gym environment. They didn't feel. I mean, sure, but- respectfully so. But they wanted them to
0: come to their houses. Mm-hmm. And then you know, here's Which is a- insane. Which some of them but some of them built sick gyms in their houses. No, but what I'm describing, I'm describing what, what you're talking about. The reason they don't want to go to a gym is they didn't want to catch COVID, but they wanted the trainer who was seeing other people all over the world, who was seeing other people right. all over the world you're to come right. to their Listen, house.
1: You're 100% right. <laughs> it's okay? insanity. Okay? And but, now,
0: but now here you have,
1: but now you here you have like there, and I know this happened to one particular trainer where they were training a client who then moved. Mm-hmm. Twenty miles further away from where he lived, so now the trainer's got to drive twenty miles further. What was Josh's recommendation, dude? You should be raising their prices. Right. Look at gas. I mean, you're still you're traveling twenty, you're traveling forty miles round trip more than you did before to see this client. You're willing to do it. You have to compensate yourself to mm-hmm. to 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 have well, them
0: obtain that training session. Not to mention, you can't have a training session with a ten minute gap. No, it's now an hour. Your time is money. Yeah. Well, so I don't want you to talk for other people. Because I appreciate what you're trying to okay. do, I understand the problem that they. I faced. won't consult for them anymore. I'm sorry. Perfect. Because I want to fuck up the whole fitness industry. You should. <laughs> you should. If you were in the whole fitness industry, it would be. No, better. I'm saying right now, I'm going to fuck it all up. No, for that's you. fine. <laughs> it's it's good. good. What I want to stay on is <clears throat> the the misunderstanding of what your trainer believed you wanted, and what they believed you thought was valuable. Because I think that when they say. I'm going to charge you less to train you in this different environment because you're not at Equinox, so it's not as valuable. If you say yes, I'm going to train with you. I want, and you tell me, I would have paid the same price. It's a misunderstanding of what you're paying for that the trainer has. I think oftentimes because they're putting themselves in the seat financially of the client. You could be, and I think you're right. I think you're right. So, so what are you looking for? What makes what makes you say, Mike? I don't care that you're no longer in this luxurious gym where I have keels, soap, fluffy towels. I just want my ass
1: kicked, and I want to be in the greatest shape of my life. But anybody
0: can kick your ass. Not necessarily. Fair. Many people can kick your ass. What does Mike do that makes... Mike, what does he do? Yeah. He,
1: over the years now, I'm working out with him for 10 years. Mm -hmm. He knows me he he understands i and you as you know because i remember coming to your house I was like sean my hip is killing me yeah, in the backyard. So up, right so you know he knows that over the years you know some of my limitations that i've you know either from an injury or and whatnot he knows me mentally there's a mental connection okay because he knows you know he knows about my life stresses and how that affects the performance i am when i'm working out mm-hmm. and he knows how to Keep me in check, and I respect that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Okay, because he knows, you know, how to. It, it, there's a psychological piece to it, and sees me like I'll walk into train one day, and he'll look at me. He's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Let's figure it out before first. the session starts." Yep, he's like. We need to talk. Let's figure this out. Get it off your chest, like let because he can see it. Like and it, and I remember saying to him a couple of weeks, like, how the fuck did you know that I was dealing? And he and 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 brought me back to level ground, so I can have an incredible, I I, I can have a good training session to focus on me, in that hour, which is what I needed right to achieve the outcome that i want the results i want
0: so i want to i want to stay here for a second how long was how long is a conversation like that on average when he says josh you look fucked up today what's going on let's talk about it it could be thirty. it could be 30 seconds it can be five minutes okay I
1: mean,
0: th- that's it right okay and then he alters what he had planned for you that day yes no does the same exact thing does the same exact thing
1: oh, oh no hold on time out as far as how much time we're committing or oh, the workout um, you know what? I, there might be part of it. I think, I think he stays on track. Okay. I think he stays on track. He might modify it, but I don't even know if he modified it well, because, but, you know, I don't know what the
0: original plan was. That's, that's a sign that someone's doing a good job. Yeah. Right. So, so, so what I, what I'm speaking to there is I have a philosophy now that if you're doing a great job, 95% of your training sessions do not go the way you wrote them down before the person came in. Cause you saw something off, you yep, made a change and he modified it, and you had a conversation. So One of the things that I think a lot of trainers struggle to do that I want you to speak to as the client here is remove themselves from Josh is coming to work out. Josh is coming to get his ass kicked. So the minute he gets here, if we're starting at 7, I need to kick his ass till 8. But you said you value when he stops you and says, you look fucked up today, what's going on? And have a five-minute conversation. I do,
1: because it it brings me back to a place because it... you know, it's like he, he, he gets it. He, and he knows how to bring me back to a place so that I get what I want out of why I'm there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and he will modify it every time. I mean, and it can even go as deeper as far, I mean, it goes even deeper as far as nutrition. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it, look, everybody's different. I don't know. I don't want to deviate from the question. I mean, I want to make sure we cover this. No, you just, sure. I,
0: want, I want to stay on you. So, so okay. it, take, imagine Mike is just like, Josh, I'm going to Wall Street. I'm done training. The next trainer who works with you What do you want them to know about what you value in a trainer?
1: I want them to know about, um, any injuries I've had, you know, uh, I, listen, I had, um, this is minor, but it was, it was, it was crazy. I broke my toe uh, on Labor Day weekend. This year? Yeah. Okay. Can you do much ass? Yeah. Forget. I did a 25 mile bike ride and then I came back and stubbed my toe on the (laughs) bed. Like I thought I was going to fall off the
0: fucking bike.
1: So, um, you know, and even though that was a minor injury, but I've always had this, always had this, chron- for the last couple of years, this chronic, like, hip pain. Couldn't mm-hmm. figure out where it came from, right? Where Mike went into it analyzing and trying so many different things where he bought me a fucking pair of shoes, mm-hmm. okay? Because he told me I was wearing the wrong shoes mm-hmm. one day. So this is, pro- might be your problem. And... It was more about, you know, walking around similar, similar to with no shoes on, mm-hmm. right? More, but I was wearing, and I can't remember the name of them right now, but all, then Vivo also barefoot. What's that? You buy Vivo barefoot. Vivos. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. So One I got, day so I got right it's there. like. One day, so you need to wear vivos. Mm-hmm. It was like, he just texted me, What's your, what size shoe do you wear? <laughs> Next thing I know, I, I walked into the training, here's a pair of vivos. It's wear cool. these. You like them? You don't like them? We'll train them for a different color. Mm-hmm. I had them. I wore them. Also, maybe I bought different training shoes, mm-hmm. okay? These like Merrill shoes, you know, whatever it was. So he's totally in tune with that to try to fix, you know, try to fix... Why I was having a problem, you know, where I was having trouble doing a reverse lunge on one side, and I could do it on the other side because my hip hurt, and I had this chronic hip pain. Mm -hmm. Right, so he was in tune to me as a client. I want that. Mm -hmm. I want someone who's paying attention to me, you know, paying attention, and they, and and I think a trainer should not just from, you know, there's a physical connection of what your abilities are in lifting weight. Exercise, whatever. Me, there's a mental connection to know how that person is connected so that they're paying attention, which I'm told I don't pay enough attention sometimes, but mm-hmm. that's for a whole. And Michael loves this when he listens to this podcast. Mm-hmm. I see Mike, I know I don't pay attention, so I do pay attention. Um, but then there's the new, nu- there's a nutritional piece to it, okay? Like right now in my world, you know, I have the utmost respect for Mike.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We, we gets me, totally gets it from what my, not only just to know what my goals are, what I'm trying to achieve, but has seen me for different reasons fluctuate in my abilities, whether it be strength because I got hurt and I couldn't lift and we had to rebuild myself to that or um, seeing, you know, just life changes, seeing, knows that I travel a lot, and what do I, and I try, I'm I'm so good and regimented about my fitness when I'm traveling, but, you know, as we all know, when you're traveling at a trade show in Vegas for five days, you're not cooking your food, you can't meal prep, you're not meal prepping and taking it with you, I know that there's options out there, but you're eating out every fucking meal, Mm -hmm. right? And, I, I'm affected by that. You know, yeah, I'll go with you right now. You want to go eat a cheeseburger somewhere? Let's go do it. I'm not going to stop myself and deprive them. I don't eat like that all the time. right? But so he's totally in tune knowing, you know, what changes and how, you know, all these different variables affect my fitness profile. I mm-hmm. guess you want to call it that, okay? I'm going to back up to say also the guidance on how to shock your body, mm-hmm. right? You know, when my, when, when, Pandemic started, my whole world changed. I wasn't even here. I was down in Florida, you know, with my mom del
0: Boca Vista. In
1: Del Boca Vista, and I never left. I had no gym equipment. Mm-hmm. There everything was closed. I never ran. I hate running. I mm-hmm. despise running. What did I do? Started running.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And I remember and I tell this story a lot because I lost 15 pounds. From the, I was down there for nine weeks straight. From the day I got there, because I don't have a scale in my house, mm-hmm. I do now, but back then, but there was a scale in, in our house in Florida. And I, got on the, I happened to get on the scale the morning I got there. And when I left, for nine weeks, I didn't put on a pair of jeans. I wore shorts every day. It was beautiful right. out, right? And the day we were leaving, I put on a pair of jeans. The day, night before we were leaving, I put on a pair of jeans. The same jeans I came down with, and they felt really big on me. Mm-hmm. so the next morning so that the variables were equal i got on the scale i was 15 pounds lighter i'm like
0: holy fuck
1: how the fuck did that happen but i trained differently i got my hands on dumbbells i was training even with mike back then virtually mm-hmm. on the i would be on the computer on a zoom and he'd be telling me what to do i bought dumbbells i bought a bench i had all this equipment like you get yourself a spin bike somehow too right? i rented a spin mm-hmm. bike Okay. But I started running. Mm -hmm. But the key part of how I lost weight and I came back and I was like toned in a whole different way because here I was, was where I got my hands. I was using a TRX. I never used a TRX. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I got whatever I can get my hands on and I started running and walking eight miles. And in addition to running, I walked eight miles a day. That's a lot of walking. It was a lot every single day. And I strength trained, but I was cooking every meal. Mm -hmm. Okay. And... I did not go out to eat. I didn't bring in food. I cooked every meal. And I cooked good food, but I was cooking and controlling the ingredients.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's how I – it was shocking my body both from the workout change, okay, and the nutritional piece. So we learned that. And walking eight miles a day. I walked – yeah, I walked eight <laughs> miles a day. Because I you would go walk. on – I mean, I, I wasn't – I was in a totally different <clears> environment. <throat> so I would just have your ear, air air air. How in, was your stress? Stress was high. I also didn't drink any alcohol. Not that I ever was a big drinker, right. but, a, you know. But there's a lot of factors that come There together. were a lot of factors, and I learned a lot. And, and, and then I hear, like, Mike, tell him, dude, this is, I've been trying to show you this all along. Mm-hmm. Right? But he's also not the person saying, don't have a glass of wine, or don't have a drink, and don't drink a beer. It's not reasonable. No. But I, my stress was high, so that definitely contributed to it. Because I was entering this unknown world of running a business in an environment that I had no idea what was going to happen next, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I managed it well, you know. Where most people were drinking themselves to an oblivion every night, I didn't have a sip of alcohol.
0: I found it wild that when when the disease hit, that was killing people who were suffering from health before the disease got there, that people just got less healthy. That's
1: that was crazy. wild to
0: me. But I, I, I want to go back to <clears throat> were you Were you still paying Mike when you were in Florida?
1: When I was training virtually, yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. I was. Was he watching you through a computer screen? Everything. Okay.
1: Yeah. So he was going on runs with you? No, not when I would go on a run, but when right. we would do a personal training session, I had it propped up so he would be able to see me and he'd be able mm-hmm. to correct my form and, you know, at the best he possibly could. Look, the environment. The, the, no, it wasn't it. ideal. he, he, was, he wasn't he going to was come deep. down
0: to Florida. No, he would have if I had I'm sure. <laughs> but but did, did did your price per session change when you did that? Um, So... That was the start
1: of leaving Equinox. leaving Equinox. Right. So it did.
0: Right. But okay. it, did it change from that when you got back and trained at the CrossFit? In gym? person? Yes, it went up. Okay. Yeah. Operating uh, costs went up. I, I, yep. To me, operating costs are only relevant to a certain degree. And then right. it's what's this product worth. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, right sure. So I'll give you an example. Right now, we're training pre-sale members of our new business that's opening down the block here. This is a fine room, but this is not an ideal training environment. No, I mean, it's,
1: it's great. I, mean, I, I, I bet you know, I can get a great workout
0: in here. Anyone can get a great workout in here. But what I'm getting at is what they're getting is the attention and the expertise of the professional coach who they're working with. When they go over there, they're going to get the attention and expertise of the professional coach plus the amenities of the space. And their session prices are the same here as they're going to be there. Okay. Um, and I, as they should be. I, I agree that they should be. Well, what, 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 the value that I think that you have a great opportunity to share today is the person listening to this is probably a gym owner or a coach or someone who's very progressive about the way they think about their health and fitness. Otherwise, they, they're not resonating with the things I have to say. The coaches, I think, put too little emphasis on their own ability to deliver a high value product slash service slash relationship, whatever you want to call it to the client. And they put too much of a value on, where am I doing it? What equipment do I have access to? And to me, what it sounds like is your trainer, Mike, who's going to listen to this, right? So, hey, Mike, what's up? take it for what it is. um, Fell into that because he spent an hour with you online. He spent an hour with you, at Equinox. He spent an hour with you at the CrossFit gym. He probably put the same amount of time, if not more, definitely before the session when you were in Florida than he does yeah. now. Cause he yeah, it still has a program. It has to program and he has to be more creative about it. Yeah, of course. Um, I think it, it, it's a really good example of a trainer who's providing a ton of value to a client who maybe isn't recognizing all the value, that, where the value comes from, which is his brain.
1: Uh, you know what I would say, knowing him, I definitely think he realizes that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I know he does.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that. I just think you know. If we started in a clean slate right now, as opposed to I, you know, I think they were just and I and I'm not defending it. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. I think the reality is that we came out of this world like it was wild. Shit hit the fan. Like nobody. knew, It was all of a sudden like you jammed on the brakes, mm-hmm. right? So you, people had to adapt, mm-hmm. and maybe some of the decisions they made initially were not the decisions they would have made hypothetically saying the none of that ever happened mm-hmm. pandemic never started right but i want to go i want to get away from this corporate gym america mm-hmm. gym i want to do my own thing mm-hmm. and think it through and have a a plan i think the decisions of how to price it mm-hmm. probably would have been um, most likely would have been different OK, listen, every client's different. I have no idea if I'm paying the same as somebody else. I'm right. sure I'm sure everybody's got a different scenario. OK, I don't know what some of the other trainers charge their clients. Mm-hmm. OK, I just know what I pay. Right. OK, and the reality is it's worth more to me. It has to be or you wouldn't pay it. Of course. And if I and if I would pay more for it. OK, because I am I'm pleased with the result. Mm-hmm. It's proved itself to me. Sure. OK, and, okay. you know, and I, and I also value what I get out of it every single day, both
0: physically and mentally. Let me ask you a flip side question. Okay. You never met Mike. Okay. You're now being introduced to Mike by someone who's like, I got this great trainer. You should talk to him. Okay. His sessions are $40 an hour. Okay. What is your first thought
1: right now and today?
0: Twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty
1: two. And have I ever trained with anybody before and paid for knowing what it, what it costs? Or yes. am I okay? Yes. And now, I and now, would say I would say that's too cheap. It's okay. probably he's probably not good.
0: Okay. Why Why would you think he's probably not good if he's charging forty dollars an hour?
1: Because
0: it just sounds too. The
1: costs for for that service, knowing mm-hmm. what those services should cost, that
0: sounds too low. What do you? what is that service? I know it's, it's training, but what, what, is, what are you buying when you're working with a trainer? Knowledge. Your, your guidance, going. you're being taught.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, co- it's coaching. I mean, you're buying, you're buying a lot. You're paying, for, you're paying for an education. I mean, you really are. You're paying for an education, mm-hmm. you know, and you're paying for the knowledge of somebody to help you be a better person.
0: Really? Have you? Ever, first of all, I'm, I'm I'm in lockstep with you. One of the things that we teach our students who enroll in ALP. Did I just screw this up? No, you, you were perfect. Okay, it's perfect. I, I didn't know I'm what you were going to say. Nervous here. There's I'm sweating. A, no. Do you take a jacket off? No, I'm Show, kidding. I'm give not me, sweating. Give myself I'm, give me, give I'm flex. joking. I, one of the things that we teach is I'm like if you if you pulled up to a car lot, and you were like this Mercedes costs eighty thousand dollars, this one's identical, it's fifteen thousand dollars. Something's got to be wrong with it. Something is yeah. wrong with the fifteen. 50- I don't want the $15,000. No, No. I swear it's the same car. No, there's something wrong with the $15,000. Of course. I think that fitness professionals fail to see that. And what they believe is uh, to do the best thing for the client, I need to charge them a really affordable price. And what ends up happening is when they charge a really affordable price, a $40 training session, a $50 training session, they're not able to put the time, the effort, the energy into the session that is necessary to provide a life-changing experience for the client. And so the client ends up saying, this is too expensive because it wasn't good enough to meet their needs. But now the trainer interprets that as, I got to bring my prices down even lower. And they continue to devolve the quality well, of their be- session.
1: And I think that it's a, you know, some of the products of like supply and demand e- economics goes into that too. Sure. Right? I'm going to just, I want to give you an analogy of something. Go for it. I also, in in an Equinox environment, did group fitness classes. Mm -hmm.
0: Which ones? You were were like in the wood floor?
1: Yeah. So I went in there and I would get and go in there. And it was, it was just, it was all dumb. You'd have, you've had your set of dumbbells and it was every, and it was just like, it would, it would be, it would be, um. Everything just all done. It was really all dumbbells and body, and body weight and body movements, mm. right? So, so you'd, you'd be doing, you'd be doing, I don't know, it wasn't them. I, okay. it, you, you'd be going, you'd be going like, you know, a reverse lunge with shoulders with 25 pound dumbbells on your shoulders, reverse lunge to shoulder head, a shoulder overhead mm-hmm. press, right? And it was a group fitness class. I did them once in a while, okay? I did them, I actually did them pretty religiously once a week, okay? okay. But then I also did cycling, indoor cycling. Mm-hmm. And I loved every second of it, okay? Mm-hmm. It was before I bought a Peloton, and i loved it i love cycling i love the i love biking i outdoor ride i enjoyed the thrill of music blasting and walking out drenched in sweat because i felt great about myself afterwards and i know that it was a great cardiovascular workout okay mm-hmm. and i it, you know it come come out of that environment and when i would be traveling sometimes i would believe it or not being someone who was so it's it, you know entrenched in my workout routine and became very compassionate about it and obsessed with it I would plan my trips to know where am I going to work out mm-hmm. right so if I had to go to LA I would stay okay wow well, there's an equinox and you know downtown I can go here I'll stay here there or there's a a Barry's boot camp right mm-hmm. cuz these are now now we're taking a whole different step there's a whole fitness thing I'm giving you a little background I enjoy those classes once in a while they're awesome okay I had friends who were going to Orange Theory. So I'm, now I'm going to get to how my analogy goes to like the, what you were saying before about like the $40 trainer mm-hmm. versus... So I had friends who started going to Orange Theory. Said this place is great. It's fun. Let's go. We'll do it. I don't know what it costs. It was like 20 bucks to go mm-hmm. to class in Orange Theory. And I went in and it was great to be in a class. I know I got to work out, and I know how to exercise now. I'm not what I was 17 years ago and I didn't know how to do anything, right? And... I walked out and felt like this place is a fucking joke, okay? Because there's trainers there. I'm doing air quotes, everybody. Right. You know, there's trainers there, or coaches as they call them, and I'm not knocking, and somebody's going to kill me. And somebody's gonna, no like, one's come, a, Someone's going to come at me that I'm not, I'm not knocking them, okay? But I'm just being realistic in my mind. And maybe I'm wrong here on how their system works, but they don't program the class. Mm-hmm. That class is programmed on a corporate level. Mm-hmm. I had friends who were taking that class in Florida the same day and did the same thing because it's on their TV screens. The coach is there to motivate you. They're supposed to be there to correct your form, mm-hmm. but not some of them do and most of them don't. And I felt like it was just a disaster in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, And that class cost me 20 bucks. Right. Right. But then here mm-hmm. I went and I went... I actually went on Sunday. They opened a Barry's boot camp on, in Roslyn. Okay, right? I haven't been in that environment. And Barry's is interval training, treadmill, on Woodway treadmills. Okay, and uh, free weights. So there's a bench. You have a bench. You have your free weights, and then it's body moving body weights. And they have a whole place. So Saturdays and it's, and it's programmed that different days of the week are different body parts. The weekends are full body. So you're on the. It's a 50 minute class. You're on the tread 12 minutes. You know. Jog, run, sprint, interval, then 12 minutes on the floor weights, 12 minutes back on the treadmill, 12 minutes back on the floor with weights, right? Dude, it was fucking awesome. The music's blasting. The coach programs that class. That, that is someone, and they walk around the room with you correcting your form, but that was 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay? It was double the price. Was it? Okay. <clears throat> so if you were to ask me, I'm trying to I'm telling you this story. I hear you. If you were to say to me today, where would you rather go? Would you pay 20 bucks to go to Orange Theory to drop in for one class
0: or 40 bucks to go to Barrys? I'm going to Barrys for 40 bucks. So do you think it's possible that that Barrys did a better job than that Orange Theory? And if you had gone to a different Orange Theory, it would no, Orange Theory would have been the same anywhere you went. Okay, so I is- think
1: I think that the brands do a better job at delivering a more personalized experience.
0: How do you get a personalized experience in a group environment regardless of the quality of the execution?
1: I think that when the trainer or the coach or whoever's teaching the class is physically watching you and correcting your moves and correcting correcting how you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, that means they're paying attention to you and that's a good coach because you're doing it right. So as opposed to just walking in and there's a TV screen to, okay, we're going to do 15 reps of bicep curls, 12 push-ups and you just got to keep following what's on the TV screen. Right. Okay. Come on. You know,
0: oh, I'm with you. I, I just, where, where I think, <clears throat> where I want to tease this out is what you're describing to me is a coach who actually paid attention while the class was going on. And there's more, it's worth more to you. It's to me, of it's course. worth more value of
1: course. to pay more for that.
0: I think that, what you're describing right now is the argument that an orange theory coach would make about the quality of their class. Not maybe not the brand, but when I teach a class, it is what you experience at Barry's for half the price. And then if you go to a CrossFit gym, it's the same. They're like, we're like Barry's with even better coaching. We just don't spend the money on the lights and the, the woodway and all that. You're probably right. You're probably right. And I push back on them. Because I'm like, you, if there are 10 people in a class, 10 people, it doesn't matter if a coach in that gym wrote the workout or if the headquarters corporate wrote the workout. You're writing it for either the best person in the room, the average person in the room, or the least skilled person in the room. And then you're making in the moment changes for the person who is unable to do it the way it was written. So it's all reactive. There's nothing proactive about that. They didn't plan for Josh to come in that day. No, you Plan
1: for everybody to come in.
0: Right. There's a value to that. And I believe somebody like you has the ability to navigate that environment because you've been a personal training client for 17 years.
1: But then you look at just to your point, I think about, I see the, the, the classes at the CrossFit. Now I never worked out in a CrossFit environment. Mm -hmm. That wasn't, that's not where I went and worked out. Now I'm in that environment, personal training while that's happening in the same building. Mm -hmm. Now, the place is immaculate, mm-hmm. okay? Is it, I'm gonna, you know, comparatively to an Equinox, is it luxurious or their fluffy towel? I don't, who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't care, mm-hmm. you know? But you can see to your point of there's these clients that are there working out and doing that. They know how to work out. Mm-hmm. But you also see the coach teaching them to be better at what they're doing every single time. It's mm-hmm. a, and it's also more personal. It's smaller, You know, there's six to, I mean, I've seen it when there's probably maybe like 15, 16 people, Mm -hmm. but usually it's like six to eight people in there, Mm -hmm. you know, at at the time I'm going Right. and you can see that they're giving them a more personalized experience. And to me, that has more value.
0: I agree. I think it does have more value where, where I think what I'm interested to get out of you is if you think there's value in something like that. Why still pay for three two to three days a week of personal training at what I have to imagine so what are my options? What do you mean if, if the whole I, world is your oyster you can go to you can go to Barry's every day I don't want to go there every day okay you can go to CrossFit every day and t- the same building
1: i like I like the personal one on one experience
0: that's what I want to understand I like and, and by the way,
1: I feel like I, I like the personal Go ahead. What were we going to say?
0: I was going to say, Mike, as you're listening, I'm not trying to sell Josh out of working with you.
1: I'm not. I'm not Mike.
0: Mike's. He's. I'm never you getting rid it. of him. He's never getting rid of me. I get
1: it. At least I don't think he might get rid of me after this conversation. Maybe, but I doubt. Not about. if he finds out you'll pay more. No, oh, there you go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so, but so why 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 the one-on-one environment? When because I know
1: in- it works for me. I feel I get a better. I'm getting a better workout. You know, I still do group fitness. I still I still work out with with friends of mine who were group fitness trainers I work out with them once I did one yesterday was, what's today today's when today's Thursday, today's Thursday. Today's Thursday. Mm-hmm. on Tuesday I did one with a whole with a, a whole different crew where I did a zoom workout at my house with free weights on zoom live with a with a one of my friends who's a, was was a trainer at the gym or a group fitness coach and it's a whole different experience. And I still do that. I do get yelled at a by Zoom class. It's on Zoom. It's live once it's live three days a week. If you want to do it and you just log in whenever you want you pay per class. I'm not getting into how much I pay right. for class for that because I'm not exploiting the person. It's right fine. Now. But. And Mike tell you know, look, and Michael will tell me, he argues with me that you can't be doing all these different workouts because I don't know how you're doing it. And then it screws up what I'm programming for you. You know, you're not giving your body the right rest. And, you know, if you're going to sit there and do, you know, shoulders and back, you know, I can't do that the next day when I had it planned. Then I'm just like doing these jump, like jumping into these classes, which I totally respect and get. But I don't listen to him anyway. I do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. But he's going to kill me. But what I'm telling you is, is that the, the environment changed. Even though I still do that, I know I get the – me, personally, I get a better workout and I'm more disciplined mm-hmm. because I had that one-on-one experience.
0: I agree with you. What I want to understand for the coach listening to this especially, for the gym owner listening to this especially, who can't imagine why is it more valuable for you – to work with somebody one-on-one and pay for it. Then it would be for you to come to my gym where you just acknowledged the coaches do a good job in a no more than six to eight, usually to one environment. And they can individualize. I'm air quoting because they're reacting the workout for your needs. This is, this is critical for people to understand. I believe because my, my belief here is which one do you like? Me? Yeah. I want a coach to- No, no. Which, which, go ahead. Sorry. As go a ahead. client? Yeah. So I, I'll give you it. I mean, I'm not going to use fitness because fitness is, has been my life for the last 20, 20 years. Okay. I'm going to use martial arts training. Okay. Because I'm not very good at that. And I walked into a martial arts gym and I bought one-on-one training sessions three days a week for two years. Okay. Because I was like, you know
1: what? Did you tell them what to do? Because you, I mean, did you tell them everything they were doing wrong every time? When they tried
0: to charge me $50, I said, I'm not paying you that. And he's like, 40. <laughs> like no, like, no. <laughs> we're going the other way. Because I, I need to be able to hold you accountable to giving me a decent session. Sure. And I've heard you're really good. But I want you to be on time. I want you to be planned. And be prepared I, for school. Yes. And I want to pay you enough to, to, to incentivize you to do that. So if that means you don't take a session 30 minutes before me, that's fine. I want this service. So yes, I did tell them that much. Okay. But on the other side of that, um, I did it for two years. And I think maybe a year, a year and a half into it, I was, I was thirsting to not be a one-on-one client every day anymore. I, w- I was hoping that there would be some kind of an environment where I could test my skills against people of similar skill sets to me not the guy who just beat the shit out of me every time we would spar. Um, and ultimately, I think what I would probably do is I would I would be in a group environment where I was being individually instructed. And then when I felt like I need to up my skill level on this, I would buy training sessions to do so, okay. to, to speed the rate of time. So what we're doing here in Long Beach is you're coming in, you're buying personal training to solve your core problem. So someone says, I have, I want to lose 50 pounds, whatever. Why do you want to lose 50 pounds? Why is that important to you? What would it mean if you could do it? How would you know you were successful? What if you weighed exactly the same thing and looked the way that you think you'll lose when you lose 50 pounds? So we really want to get to what they actually want. We're going to achieve that through personal training, get them the competence and the confidence that they can do whatever they need to do on their own. Then we move them into an environment where a coach is writing, a professional coach is writing every single workout that they do, and they're doing it in a room of no more than ten people, ideally eight people. I think it's a perfect. I think it's a perfect methodology. Well, it it might be. It's 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 one way to do it, but there are people but you who have, know.
1: But, but and I'm, let me just throw something out there. My examples of the group fitness mm-hmm. are somewhat like that because I had experience of being trained, mm-hmm. even now okay even now when i'm traveling for work and i'm in a hotel gym i'm i am th- remembering everything I was taught in a personal training session with Mike and trying to follow that exact program on a Tuesday because that's what we did mm-hmm. on Tuesday or whatever it may be. And I learned how to do it. So being taught how to do that has a tremendous amount of value. So you can be independent mm-hmm. and do it outside of when you cannot be with your trainer do you,
0: one-on-one. Do you think you could have jumped into those same group classes and had the same experience in 2005?
1: That I do now? Mm-hmm. No. No absolutely not. So what I, ha- didn't, I didn't have enough knowledge, I didn't have enough experience. I wasn't I wasn't trained. I had to be taught how to do
0: it. I I'm do an it agree- and do it and do it right. I'm in agreement with you, but I'm the guy who tells people this. And I'm the guy who profits when people agree You've with you. You got me
1: to t- listen. You and if, if I'm talking to those gym owners out there, you're talking you to gym owners to, coaches You need I'm a client. I'm a former fat kid. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> who had who has this real appreciation for fitness and I work out Regularly every week, I, you need to teach your clients how to do it right, so they have build the confidence. So some people are shy. Let's also throw that element in there. They're afraid to be in a group environment. But you're not. And, and I'm so, not. And but most people who are eventually can be. I know, but but here once they sh- once there, someone shows them that they can do, you know, that they can lift weight or they can do it right, so that they don't. They, people don't want to be made look to look like a
0: fool. You have decided. That you no longer need personal training, but you want it. You value it. You enjoy training with Mike more than you would enjoy the alternative. Good on Mike. He's done a great job. Good on you. You've made a conscious decision. The coach, the gym owner today, is of the group business. The Barrys, the Orange Theory, the CrossFit, they're all of them. F45, FitBuddy, it doesn't matter what they are.
1: There's so many of them.
0: They're saying, Josh Goodleman, 2005, you can join here. And our group methodology will get you the goals that you're looking for. My thesis is no. No. Even though you, even when you were the self-proclaimed fat kid, right, (laughs) who I met in 2005. um, after you saw it with your
1: own eyes. (laughs) I would say it was more chubby than fat.
0: But, but, um. You have all the, you wouldn't have walked, I remember you then. You wouldn't have walked into the room and been like, I'm embarrassed, I'm afraid, I'm intimidated. That wasn't you. No. It was just. This but it wasn't g- what I wanted to do either I back know, then. I follow, but but what you wanted to do was get the results that you have right now. Yep. What I'm getting at is that I don't think that would have happened if you walked into one of the group environments. It that definitely would. It
1: would never have happened.
0: Explain to the gym owner or to the coach there why not. And the reason why this is important is because. We're the company. Active Life is the company that's advocating for the individual at the end of the line. You go to these conferences, okay? You go to these conferences. I speak at them. Everybody who is speaking to these gym owners, with rare exception, 10% exception, is telling them how to get more people, how to make more money from those people, how to keep them longer, how to upsell them into the next thing. It's never how to do a better job so that those people can get the results that they paid for. And what ends up happening is all of these businesses just fall into the belief that our model works for everybody. So you're the person who's like, I need something in my life to change. I see all these ads from all these different companies saying, every day, summer shred, lose 20 pounds by Christmas, all of that bullshit. So somebody like you, in 2005, may have been bamboozled by something like that. You go in and now eight, 12, 15 weeks later, nothing is different except that your knees and shoulders hurt. And you, Josh Goodman might have been like, "Eh, fuck it. It didn't work. I'm going to try something else. I believe there are many people who try that. And then they just believe that they are incapable of experiencing what can happen in a good environment.
1: I think that you got to, the client needs to be taught. They have to be taught. They have to be. They need their hand held to show them how to do it right, so that then they can do it in that environment next. I could never have walked into a group class in two thousand and five like that, knowing little to nothing about fitness. And it's like throwing somebody into a pool who can't swim.
0: Mm-hmm. It's very much like it was. That. It, it, it was. would have been. It's how I learned how to swim. Well, we all did. <laughs> it's my Back mom. in those days, my mom literally yeah. told the lifeguard, "Throw him in the deep end."
1: So. You'd probably get arrested if you did that now. (laughs) You might. So for me, that would never have worked. And I don't think that works for anybody. Look, I see people around me all day long. Like you just said, oh, let me try this. And they get bamboozled by, you know, oh, like Shama Shred and all this. And there are people that are just sucked into the marketing. Mm -hmm. There are people sucked into the marketing. And they'll try every fad diet that's out there and, you know, and then try. Oh, this new place opened up, and there's so many of these places. But if someone's not teaching you how to do it right, the
0: results aren't going to be good. How long do you think it takes to be taught how to do it right?
1: I, I'm training 17 years. I still have don't have a. Brain,
0: you're, you're 17 you know. years in. So, yeah. so, so. What I'm, getting- I'm, I'm
1: kidding. I'm you kidding. Know, i I think. I. You know. So there has to be a commitment from the from there has to be a commitment from the from the client. Sure. From the student, right? I'm a student. You're a teacher. Mm-hmm. Okay, and. I think that there has to be strict guidelines. Look, right now, you know, I came to a place and I'm not trying to deviate from this. I'm just making the analogy. I came from a place where I gained a few pounds and mentally it was bugging the shit out of me. So you don't have a scale. I do now, okay? okay? <laughs> I do now. Uh, and, and yeah, it bothered me, but I feel good. you know. I, and there, I, I, there was a part that I didn't feel good. So what did my trainer do? To make me accountable and say, figure out what he needed to figure out what's not working right now is I have to log all of my food, all my nutrition. I have a, I have a shared, uh, a shared doc that I share with him. Okay. in in my notes on, we both have I- iPhones. So it's, I share the, well, you're the civilized, civilized. Well, I, you know, I don't talk to people, I don't talk to people who have green a tr- bubble, I don't, yeah, green bubble. No, we can't be yeah. friends, but I share a doc. And I log my food and he sees it live every time I update it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm honest about it. You know, I ate ice cream last night. I put it me on too. there. Honey lavender. Yeah. You. I ate ice cream. I had peanut butter. Okay, I had ice cream last night and I put it on there, but it's making me accountable. Mm-hmm. Okay. And give and he gives a shit for my results. Yeah. Right. So everybody's different. Going back to what you said, how long does it take? And really, I think it depends on the person, but the person has to want to be taught and they need to be taught before they're going to be even capable of handling any of the rest of it on their own.
0: So what, what do you think, what is, what, here's, here's, here's the pass I want to give these coaches and these gym owners. Forget about the summer shred, the 20, 20 pounds by Christmas, because those are, everyone knows those are bullshit. Okay. There are, everyone in the industry does. There are gym owners and coaches who genuinely are trying and who believe they're doing a great job. And they're telling people, this will work if you put into it what needs to be put into it. It's a group environment. You're gonna, it's going to be hard at first. And then it doesn't get easier. You just get better. Right? That, that's the language that they would use. So now what happens is a lot of them will start to say, look, you need five personal training sessions to learn how to do these movements safely. Then you can go into the big group and you'll be fine. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I think that it could possible. I think that it could work as long as there's a commitment on both sides. But what if you see the client not, there's still going to be a coach there to check that after the five classes, one-on-one, let me just make sure I'm following this, yeah. right? Five class, I'm going to work out with you five times, one-on-one, and then you're throwing me into the pool,
0: mm-hmm. right? hmm
1: Someone's still going to be there in the pool?
0: There might be 15 people, 10 people in the class, but Got there'll it. be someone in the pool.
1: Someone's, someone's watches. There's a lifeguard. Yes. There's a coach, right? Mm-hmm. And they're still paying attention to everybody.
0: Define attention. You get 60 minutes. They're spending 10 of them at the whiteboard. Um, There's if, a warm if you up. have
1: me doing a deadlift and my form is wrong, are you going to correct me?
0: Depends on where I am in the room. Okay. Of course, my plan is to correct you, but what if I'm correcting the other Josh?
1: Some people, some people need more attention than others. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. I'm going to get it done right. I'm not going to fuck it up mm-hmm.
0: because I have enough. I think I want to take you back to the first week we were training together. And I couldn't clean for the life of me. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking giving you cleans in our first week of training together. Neither do I.
1: But th- but that's, that,
0: that's I, just, but I, but
1: I didn't know any better. I just did whatever you told
0: me. What I'm describing though is you're speaking to uh, that having a set number works for some people and it won't work for other people and it needs to be the right person who falls into that into that boat. Yep. What would you tell somebody who right now is in a little bit of a moment of, I don't want to call it crisis, so I won't call it crisis. They're in a moment of, I run this group business. I'm looking at my members and they're not getting the results that I promised them they're going to get when they enroll. I don't even know what most of their goals are. None of my coaches who work here are full time. They all are teachers, firefighters, lawyers, whatever. And I want to start doing more of an intentional job to help the clients.
1: What would I tell them to do? Yeah. I would tell them to carve it, and you want to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. You have to carve out the time and make the time and be proactive and spend time talking to every single one of them, schedule the time to ask them what's going on, ask them how they can do better, how, he, how you can do better for them, learn about their life a little bit, learn about you know, what might be prohibiting them to be focused on the training okay? or on, on working out or why they haven't showed up. Mm-hmm. Okay? Maybe it's a scheduling thing that they have to now accommodate a change to how the scheduling works. you got to listen to what people need. Mm -hmm. you got to ask them and if you if if you're the gym owner and you're walking in you have these 20 people that come to the gym religiously every single week and none of them are getting the results something's not right either they're not being coached right okay or the programming isn't right Mm -hmm. I mean that's my opinion
0: well I think oftentimes what happens in these and if you
1: spend time with them Mm -hmm. to understand maybe you'll learn something so you can adapt and change but and then make changes and see if those execute the way you want and get the results that you want. And they
0: probably will, you'll probably see something different. If you change something, it's going to change. If you were a member in a, in a, let's say an orange theory CrossFit of Barry's and the owner came out and said, look, we want to provide a better service and we realized we can't do it for the price we're currently charging. So the new rates are going to go to 50% more. How would you want to hear that message?
1: How would I want to hear that rates were going up? I would Mm -hmm. want to know what's going to be changed. Mm -hmm. what so what what is it that you're changing so that i can understand how that that new value Mm -hmm. right you know if i'm going to go in is is everything staying the same if i'm going to walk into a barriers it cost me 40 bucks to walk into barriers to drop in for an hour and now you're going to tell me it's going up to 60 bucks well what is anything changed in the class Mm -hmm. i mean you know is 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 the class longer you know is um is there going to be different equipment? Are we going to now have the option to get on a bike instead of a tread? You know, show me what the value is. Show me what what you're changing. And you know, you asked me a question. I'm I'm trying. I'm reacting no, 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 on the spot. I want. You know, and Barry's did do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, Barry's did open up certain studios where they got rid of the treads and they put bikes in. Mm-hmm. Okay, to still have that interval class. Why? Because they were. They saw an opportunity as we're coming out of this pandemic environment of people who used to go to group fitness classes and used to go to. I mean, they just closed the Soul Cycle by me up in Woodbury. Mm -hmm. That place was packed all the time. I never. I mean, I I didn't like that environment. Mm -hmm. Okay, that studio type of riding wasn't for me. But they lost clients and they didn't adapt to why. Mm -hmm. Why did they lose their clients?
0: Well, there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot
1: of. I'm sure there's a ton of reasons, right? but Barry saw it as they had clients that were coming there to supplement their workout. Just like me, I went there Sunday. I had a time of my life. The music was pumping. The, the the girl who was teaching the class was awesome. She was a great coach. She corrected people. She had a great energy about her. And I I had fun working out. I worked out worked out. I was I walked out of there drenched. I was sore the next day. So I felt like I got out of it everything I wanted and I had a great time, mm-hmm. right? And People like me were going. Some people go there, and that's all they do, every day of the week or mm-hmm. a couple of days a week. For me, it was a supplement.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You want to entice me? You want to charge me sixty bucks? No problem, I'll go. But what's different about it? Mm-hmm. What's
0: changed? Well, the interesting thing there would be <clears throat> what what the, like if they incrementally increase the price, where the number is that you actually start to say, I don't know, because I imagine if they're forty now and they go to forty four, you're probably like, all right. No problem. Forty eight maybe 52. What are you doing differently? Like there's a start
1: questioning. What am I, what, why, what am I getting? What's the value? What's changed? Right. You know what, what is going on? It's a. you know, so.
0: Well, I think, I think, I think the really important thing that you said, and you said it earlier is you can go do that as a supplement because you have the education to go in there and have a good experience. But I don't think it would be reasonable for Barry's to be able to say to the marketplace, no matter your fitness level, we can help you come on in. I don't know if they do that or not.
1: But it's- I think they did. You're not walk listen, anybody, the day I walked in there, I, I hadn't walked in there in the longest time. Nobody asked me, mm-hmm. you know, they do ask, if you have an injury, tell us about your injury, we'll help you modify. Like, they're very professional about it mm-hmm. in that sense. But nobody came and said to me, Is like, have you ever worked, gone on a treadmill before? Right. <laughs> you know, no one, have you ever done, you know, have you ever lifted a dumbbell? Do you know what weights are right for you? No one asked me that, mm-hmm. right? So they are under, I think, a, an assumption that people know how to work out.
0: Maybe, maybe, I, I, don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to speak for Barry's. I won't speak for CrossFit. I won't speak for any of those brands. Yep. The, the thing I just find interesting about it is how many assumptions end up getting made across the board in a group environment that are disabled from being made in the one-on-one environment. And what I wanted to hear from you today, and I, I heard it, I heard it well, and kudos to Mike. Mike Gallo, is that what his last name is? Gully. Gully. He's doing a good job with you. You look good, your energy is good, you're, you're enjoying being consistent with them, right? which, which are all the telltale signs of a trainer who's doing a good job. What you were able to speak to was the level of education, the level of competence that is required to have an effective experience in any environment that you want to. Totally. I think that's cool. That's great. Josh, thanks for coming on. That's awesome. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Active Life Podcast. Please remember, give us a hand, rate it, review it, wherever you listen to shows. We are on a mission to humanize the healthcare industry by professionalizing the fitness industry to empower the individual to live a life unlimited by the way that their body looks, feels, or performs. If you are inspired by that mission and want to jump on the wagon, find us anywhere. Active Life Professional on Instagram, Active Life Rx on Instagram, Come to me personally at Dr. Sean pastuge We want to welcome you onto the train. We want you to be a part of the mission. We want to offer you the opportunity to pursue this right alongside us. We're inspired by your effort, and we hope to help you in your journey. Turn pro.